This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast number 297. We are the Fight Disciples. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. And if it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can subscribe via iTunes. Please do so. Uh, you're looking for Fight Disciples on there. And if you need an Android feed, fightdisciples.com is the website. We're all over social media, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram and on the YouTubes. Just have a little bit of a search for Fight Disciples. You will find us. Now, this could be a little bit of a... By the way, my name's Nick Pete and I'm also on the show. I'll just oh, better put that in. Is. I better fucking put there that in. He hey, is. after last week's show, you done me. You stitched me right Listen, up. Right, I need to explain. Welcome this. to the Fight Disciples with Adam Cattrall. Listen, right. This is what happened. Post edit bullshit. Listen, I haven't gone full frotch, right? This is what happened. When we started Fight Disciples four years ago, we well, had a, I wasn't on the show. Are you listening to me, you bellend, right? We had a radio show, which we still have, yes? Yes. Who, at the time of starting that show, who was the host of the show? You were the host of the show. Thank you very much. Of the radio show. Of the radio show, mm -hmm. right? Now, you're the host of that radio show, correct? Yeah. However, since... In fact, that's a fucking good point. Yeah. Why on the radio show doesn't it say... Well, it should do, but we've never had the production Right, made. that's getting done today. Right. Where's fucking Norman? Right. That's getting made today. Okay. so you can have that, yeah? But at the time, that production was made. Now, we have a big box of... Um, of those jingles mm -hmm. on this computer that I make this podcast, right? I am saying I there because he doesn't know how to fucking upload anything, this clown doesn't even know how to use Instagram. <laughs> anyway, last week I accidentally clicked on the wrong piece of production to go into the show. I'm just putting you in your place, mate. Shit house trick. <laughs> Proper shit house trick. Listen, don't come here because your side didn't win the league, giving it all the anger. <laughs> don't be doing that. I thought we just had that chat yeah. off here. I was, do you know something? I got sent so much stuff yesterday on social media, and I thought, should I send it him? No, he's going to be wounded. I can't say... You were a, surprisingly quiet. I was, well, I was shocked. Mate, I was good. I, I even said to my missus, I said, should I send Nick this? And it was a picture of the Blackburn Rovers team at Anfield. And it, all it said was, and still the only Premier League winning party to ever happen at Anfield. I said, shall I send Nick this? And she said, do you want twatting? <laughs> So I left it. I, I left at, least, it. I at least expected a little, a nah, little photo of Ted in his, in his Man City kiss. But. I've got the videos here, mate. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll forward them on to you. <laughs> it'll, it'll be all right. Two weeks, you've got European Cup final, haven't you? Yep. Oh, it's going to be nightmare if Spurs turn you over, isn't it? It's not going to happen. Hmm. Do you know why it won't happen? I'll tell you now. Go on. Because Harry Kane will, will play. Yeah, I reckon there's too much focus on him as well. He's fucked. He'll play at 50% and it'll cost them any kind of chance because every, when he plays, they try and put everything through. He won't be fully fit. Plus, he fits in Virgil's back pockets. Hmm. We'll batter them. 2-0. Uh, look at you. This is Fight Disciples. We'll get on to... Uh, Quite confident. We'll get on to Fight Sports. Yeah, I want to bring something up with you which, which you never... And you're probably not going to tell me the story now, right? So on Friday, me and Nick were having a little bit of a, a road trip. We went down to Nottingham. And we'll talk about uh, Jordan Gill and Lee Wood and all the boys down there and everybody that we ended up speaking to, including the mayor of Nottingham, the sheriff of Nottingham himself, Frotch. Mr. Carl Frotch. He was on fucking fine form. He wasn't was he? absolutely ruining Brilliant. the gaff. Brilliant, he was. Uh, however, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, and I'm sure you have. If you are the passenger on a road trip um, and the phone goes, someone, <laughs> someone rings the car, obviously, because you've got the in house speakers and what have you. It's kind of a little bit of an awkward situation, especially if it's the driver's other half. So Nick's wife rings him, yeah? And 
Obviously, she knows I'm in the car, but they're still having a, a husband-wife conversation. And I'm just going to sit there and be quiet. I'm just mm. going to ignore it, but I can hear it because it's on the loud system, yeah? It's not like it's a private conversation. So my mind starts wandering a little bit, and I look down at the at the display to see the name that you have your wife saved as in your phone. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> It'd be weird to have a saved as Jane or something, wouldn't it? Why would it? That's a fucking name. Fucking weird. That's a name. So he's got a little pet. I'm not going to reveal it, but he's got a little pet name for his missus, which he stores in his phone. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to start that conversation with other fight disciples that listen to this. Do you have a your significant name? other mm-hmm. saved as something different other than their actual name in your phone? Yep. Do you want to explain the story or are you just keeping that one to yourself? I can't explain the story. Can you not? For obvious reasons. Right, okay. You don't want to outer on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, okay. But, uh... But, you know, I think most people should have pet names for their wives. Yeah. But that pet Does name... she know that you've got a pet name for her? Yes. She does. She knows I call her that. Uh, did you? <laughs> it goes way back. Right, way okay. back. Do you, are you in her phone as a pet name? Probably twat. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. To, I don't think so. I think I'm just down as Nick, which is kind of... Your name. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I've got a few... You know, acquaintances. You want to see what you're down as? Go on. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you've got a pet name for your wife. Just ping it in. Let us know. Just let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, or husband. We've got a few yeah, female followers yes, we now. Do. Yeah, we do. If uh, if you've got pet names for people in your phone, ping it our way. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night didn't go as the way that we wanted it to go. No. Uh, Nottingham. Already. Or pretty no, much go anywhere. You know. um, I, I said to you, didn't I, leading into it, when I saw him, Jordan this is, uh, the week before, this was in Sheffield, I thought to myself, he don't look 100%, whether no. he was like already starting to cut weight or maybe he was ill. We never had that conversation. I never yeah. had the conversation with him at the time. But you said to me at the time that Jordan looked a bit off. Yeah, yeah he didn't. He, didn't, he wasn't he's 100%. Now... That just might have been a bad day or whatever it may be. But then when the first bell goes in the fight, it's evident straight away. You're thinking, yeah. where's, where's Jordan? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Jordan at all, was it? No. Now, don't get me wrong. The kid that he was fighting is a top guy. He's been in with Devin Haney and he's taken Devin Haney eight rounds. Um, and he showed on the night that he's, he's, he's a legit contender um, at, at European level. But 100% Jordan Gill would have taken care of him. I'm, com- I'm convinced at that. Yeah. I think Jordan was beating him to the punch, but his his jab was so he was throwing his jab out there, but he was so lazy with it. It wasn't yeah. coming back to well, his no chin. Well, there's no pop. There's no pop with no. anything that he was doing. He was tagging him. He was get. He was catching him, but he was just walking straight through it. He was. Thinking, huh? He was getting tagged with overhand rights, which he never does. You know, usually he's, he's electric. He fires that jab and he steps to the side, and then he's working combinations. But there just wasn't any of that in there. And okay, he got dropped three times, Jordan, with body shots, which if you have been sick, like you said he was, then, um, that, you know, that that's the clearest indicator yeah. that you've got nothing around the, nothing around the middle. Um, but Jordan works harder than anybody. You know, he's, he's always super fit. He's always super game. So, listen, it was a... Well, he's admitted, hasn't he? After he his post-fight, he's, he's come out and he said, I were ill. Yeah. And pride took me to the ring. Listen, these are fighting people. If you're going to keep the truth from your trainer, you're going to keep the truth from your family, you're just going to keep it to yourself and get in there, then... You know, you're running your own risk, and yeah, exactly. I think it, I think it's a for me. It's a little bit of a blessing in the sky Saturday, be, uh, sorry Friday night, because he'll learn a lot from that. You can't do that, yeah. even at this level, even at this level, you can't go in there at eighty percent, seventy percent, sixty percent because you'll get found out. Yeah, it's not a game, is it? Of course, 
especially against a guy of this calibre. And listen, I'm not saying Tinoco is going to go out there and become a world beater, but a tough, grizzly Mexican that's recently done eight rounds with a big, lightweight, a world-class lightweight yeah. like Devin Haney. You know, he's come to the UK thinking, Fe- back down a featherweight, my natural weight. I've done eight, you know, I've been up at two weights above, Take going a distance in fights. Regardless of how Jordan Gill, whichever Jordan Gill turned up on Friday, even a fully fully fit Jordan Gill, Tunoko was going to be a tough fight. Yeah. So to turn up and not be fully fit, yeah. not be a hundred percent, you know, Tunoko was always just going to try and run through him and try and run him over. I, I truly believe that a hundred percent Jordan Gill outfoxes him and outboxes him. Mm-hmm. But a, a ninety or even an eighty percent Jordan Gill was always going to get in trouble. Mm. And as soon as he got dropped in the third round, you could see then, you know, yes, Jordan came back and won the fourth. But then he gets he just dropped again in the fifth. Listen, it was a it was a big call by Dave Caldwell to get him out of there. After, I think it's the after right eight one. rounds, but it was the right call because yeah. you know Jordan never got physically hit. He got he took a couple of body shots and had to go down. Chose to go down, but he never really. You know, it's not like he got beat up. It's not like he got knocked out. It's not like his fucking head was smashed everywhere or whatever else. So, listen, you get dropped three times, you're losing. You're going to lose on the scorecards. What's the point of yeah. doing that? And everything that was coming back the other way wasn't hurting him. Yeah. He wasn't hurting Tanaka, as you, as you said. So therefore, the only way that Jordan was winning that fight was via a stoppage, and it was evident. It wasn't Up until that point, it wasn't going to happen. So no. live to fight another day. Dev made the right call, absolutely bang on. Yeah. He's looking after his boy. Get back in the gym. In fact, let the dust settle. Take some time off, because like yeah. you just said, he grafts his balls off. And do you know what? It's like a bit of a he's, chill. He's never kind of out of the gym, is he, since he's never. up with Dave? It's just been like, work, work, work. I think he had four days off, and then he, just, and then he turned up, and Dev's like, mate, Go and have a chill. Yeah, he exactly, he, won't, he yeah. just won't do it. He needs it now. Well, they'll chase him now. Dave will chase him out the gym now, and you know, hopefully, he take you know, goes away. Whether yeah. that's with the lads or his girl or whatever, he needs to just have some time off and then come back at the end of the year. We'll get one in before Christmas. We'll bring you back there. And you know what? He's lost the WBA. He's lost the WBA inter- international belt. He's lost his world. You know, his world Don't ranking. Matter. Whatever it means Don't for all. In fact, it's better because it means he can come back to British and Commonwealth level. We were talking on Friday night. We were going, oh, after this for Jordan, what's next? And we were saying, well, he can't really come back and fight for the British title. That's Lee Wood's job now, and he can't go. You know, he can't take a step backwards. He's got yeah. to push on to Wales. And then, well, Bellew was saying half an hour later, no, we were chatting with Bellew, yeah, and yeah. Bellew was going, "Don't fucking rush him. Yeah, yeah. He's only twenty-four, and forget about the fact he's had twenty-three professional fights." Yeah. He's really only had about 12 professional fights because 10 of his fights were fucking treading water fighting journeymen. He did the journeyman thing instead of moving on after 12 fights. He did the journeyman thing for another 10 fights mm. almost. It's only like the last half a dozen fights where, which you can call proper fights where he's progressed forward. Tanoko was probably just a, a little step too soon for the fitness level he was for, for a sick Jordan Gill. And now the likes of Tanoko or someone of that calibre, that should be back end of next year now. Going back to domestic level. A good win at the end of this year, then maybe push on for the. You know what Jordan's like, again. though. He'll be he'll be chomping for the rematch. He'll of course, want, he'll he want the rematch. A hundred percent. But what 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 benefit is the rematch? Winning back his WBA into the national belt, then we're exactly the same position again. Mm. I would rather see him come back to British and Commonwealth level, come back and fight for the British, fight someone like Jazza Dickens for the British belt, or you know one of the one of the, the, the three brothers, the Walshers. One of them's mm. got the British belt, hasn't he? Fight someone, you know, come back and do that. Before you go to the next level, it's kind of like he skipped the best of British. He had there was big wins, big win over Ryan Doyle, and it's like boom, move him up, move him up. No, 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 come back, solidify yourself at British. You and Lee share the belts between you, and then push on. Hmm. Um, we've been speaking of Lee. We'll get to him in a minute, but we've been inundated uh, by tweets, uh, DMs, emails texts from fighters up and down the country requesting that we don't pick them as their prospects of the year. <laughs> I know. 
Kiss of death. Davis Jr., Fowler, Belotti, Glover, and now Gill. We are turning into the Drake of boxing, mate, <laughs> is what we're turning into. <laughs> Come and have your picture taken with the Fight Disciples. Guaranteed defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. If we pick you... You're fucked. <laughs> Poor Tiafimo. We need Tiafimo to fight De- Devin Haley. Because then it. one of them can win. No, it'll be a draw. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a draw, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. If, if we, we are the kiss of death. If we big somebody up, they're fucked. That's yeah. it. Uh, Lee Wood, actually, we're bigging up now. <laughs> he was sensational. He was brilliant. I didn't know he had any of them, to be honest with you. I expected that fight to be real 50-50. I expected Ryan Doyle to have a real reaction after losing to Jordan Gill so publicly. And, you know, he's, he's had a couple of wins since, but I expected I expected this fight to be absolute fireworks and I thought this will get the crowd going because this one's going to be a battle royale. And instead, Lee Wood just went, yeah, Jordan Gill did that, I'll do exactly the same. And he just schooled Ryan Doyle. Brilliant, wasn't it? Could have, could have stopped him at any point in that fight. Could have been stopped at any point. It's one of those where... The fans get everything out of it, don't they? They get a le- they get an absolute masterclass for ten rounds, and he boxed his ears off. He was brilliant. His footwork were absolutely sensational, and then they get a finish. Yeah, you know. Then the finish was devastating. The way he set it up, that left hand was absolutely beautiful, right on the whiskers. End of night. Beautiful from Leewood. He was sensational, absolutely sensational. And then when we when we went back to the dressing room, did me and I had a chat with him. And that weird thing that Matchroom have done that sponsorship deal where the fucking fighter's takeaway turns up. Yeah. And it's waiting for them when they get back to the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird. Delivery rocked up. Delivery. He wanted a pizza. They brought him with five guys. So he's doing the interview with us backstage, jumping, drinking a milkshake and eating a burger. Eating a burger and fries, yeah. Weird. Just, Why is it weird? It's weird. I just think it's weird that... Yeah, but think about it. If you've been... If put you've that been, infrastructure in place. Yeah, but if you've been cutting weight for 10 weeks, it's in. it's on your mind. It's on your mind. Oh, it too. is, but fucking. To get a, get a feed. The second on. you walk out. Oh, of the mate, ring. I would. Straight he's, he's in. Slurping on a fucking chocolate milkshake while a drug tester's trying to take his piss sample. <laughs> and he even said, didn't he, is this going to affect me piss sample? The doctor was like, no, mate, you're all right. A chocolate milkshake's not going to push it over the edge. Don't worry. I just uh, think it's weird. I just think it's weird that delivery would, you know. And they're doing, obviously, their marketing thing is. Well, it obviously fucking works. We're talking about it. We're yeah, getting exactly. them free publicity. So. Exactly. What do you make of Dalton Smith? Um. Uh, listen, pro debuts are always tough, especially when there's so much momentum behind it as well. You know, it felt like half of Sheffield were in there cheering them on. Um, massive support. Definitely got a big future in the sport. And um, I was speaking to one of the Sheffield boxing journalists, Matt, who I know pretty well from Boxing News. And um, and young Matt was saying, you know, as a Sheffield lad, as, as a Sheffield journalist, this is the guy we're all fucking super excited about. This is the guy that's hopefully... Going to pick up where Kel Brook leaves off with Kel pretty much riding off into the sunset. And yeah, man, they, they all seem to be excited. But it, it was one of them. Just get it out the way. There was so much, it felt like there was so much pressure on him being on mm, the main card, making mm. his pro debut. It's like just. A bit eager, yeah? Yeah, he was a bit eager, falling over his shots a little bit. Listen, ain't going ain't gonna to criticise his display. It was his fucking pro debut. The kid's got way more to come, yeah, obviously. Agreed. And I can't wait to see him fight again. But, you know, it wasn't. It was a frustrating performance for him because obviously you could see how much he wanted to put on a show. Mm. Listen, he won every round against the German. What, what more do you want? Obviously, he wanted the finish and I think that spoiled his work a little bit. I think next time, away from his own neck of the woods, you know, that, that's when he's going to start putting people over. Mm. Pressure won't be on him as much. Um, another thing from, uh, from Friday night, which you may have heard on the TalkSport show that me and Nick did together from the arena, uh, was getting the opportunity to sit down with the Sheriff of Nottingham and have a bit of a chinwag. 
He was on... Honestly, he should just do a stand-up tour. He's fucking class. He's absolutely gold, is Cole Froch. Gold. We we revved him up a little bit. Yeah, of course. We give him the wink, and yeah. he just went, right, lads, give me the fucking microphone. And off he went. He was piss funny. Absolutely hilarious. When I went over to him, I was like, "You couldn't, Carl, have you got 10 minutes? <clears throat> You're booked in. I'm not booked in. I said, you booked in. You know, Matt at Talk Sports booked you in. You're going to do a thing with me and Adam. I haven't spoke to Matt. I don't know anyone called Matt. I said, stop fucking messing about and get over here. <laughs> so even then, he was like, well, when he was walking over, he went, what are we going to talk about? And I just looked at him and went, what do you think? You? And he went, great. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tremendous. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying this whole, like, no, I am. holistic lifestyle no, that he's leading. He's two pounds overweight. Yeah. I love all the, like, I'd come back now and smash Kovalev. I'd smash Kovalev, <laughs> Callum Smith, you name it, I'd smash them all. He never said to me. He didn't say Callum Smith. No, he so never no, said no. Callum Smith. He did say Kovalev. He said, James DeGale, where you at? Grovesy, come on. Lo- lose five stone. We can do it. No bother. Um, I'll smash you to bits. He-, he was on absolute fire. He was, yeah, yeah. I'm on this holistic, vegan lifestyle. I'll come back at light heavy. I can do super middle. I can do it. He basically said, the zone are throwing around a shitload of money to tempt me out. I don't need the money, but it's, a, it's you know what I mean? <laughs> it's tempting me. And if you can get me the right dance partner, we'll do it. I, be- I actually be- I know he's fucking about, but I actually believe him. Me too. I think if the zone went to him and said, listen, three fight deal, you pick your first opponent, your second opponent's going to be Triple G, your third opponent's going to be whoever's got the super middleweight belt or Kovalev or, you know, or just, just whatever, lined yeah. it up for him. Yeah. I think he'd fucking go for it. Because as he said, he's in shape now because he he's got- doing a TV <laughs> show, isn't he? Yeah, he says, I'm 42, but I feel 32. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a hard fight. What are you talking about? <laughs> All your fights were fucking wars. Because <laughs> I've never really taken any punishment. Yeah. I said, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> the biggest indicator was like, have you spoken to your coach? And he's like, no, no, we don't speak to him. Don't, don't, so I just turn up. <laughs> I just turn up and get it on. Oh, he was value, man. He was good value. That wasn't the only comedy moment of the night as well. We actually missed it live, but former world title contender Stephen Smith turning up for his oh, first mate. fight in what a year yeah and forgetting his fucking shorts yeah they weren't his shorts that he was wearing on Friday night by <laughs> the way he's had to borrow them he's had to get down to the old Lonsdale shop <laughs> unbelievable it's like that time when uh, hilarious when uh, Dave Allen forgot his shoes and he boxed in trainers do you remember that yeah yeah he of course rocks up in his trainers go, go on I'll have a knock hilarious that Fine. is so funny. First fight in two years for Yetta's fucking shorts. I was there. I actually, was actually there one day years ago. The back. This is back in the day. I'm standing at Rotunda watching uh, the Smith brothers sparring with other people from the Rotunda. This is the amateur days, I think. I think it was before they turned pro. And I actually seen Beefy get into spar. <laughs> didn't have a gum shield. Yeah, I remember you telling me. He didn't have a fucking gum. He forgot his gum shield, even though he was sparring. So used the gum shield Stephen had just used to do rounds. Pretty much took the gum shield out of Stephen's mouth and put it in his own. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Brilliant. That's brothers for you, isn't it? Bit of brotherly love. Does it, he'd have done it without a gum shield. Oh, yeah, Beefy would have done, 100%. You don't give a shit. Uh, Saturday night, you weren't wrong, mate. Well done. Um, I tipped Isaac Dogby to get his title back. I thought it would be a, a, a tough, tough fight. I thought he might be able to get it done on points, but uh, Navarrete is no joke. Proving that the first fight wasn't a fluke. He picked up where he left off and absolutely battered the living daylights out of Isaac. I felt for him at certain points. I thought he was going to get pulled out because he was getting that hammered. Yeah. And then he ended up getting stopped in the 12th. Uh, sensational. A real legit guy at this weight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, reason I, the reason I went for Navarrete was purely based on the fact that I didn't see anything in the first fight from Isaac where I thought... I just thought he underestimated him. That's yeah, where I thought, where, where I thought 
he's better than you know he's better than this. Yeah, Navaretti just looked way better than him. There, was, there wasn't any like there wasn't like a three four round push of Dogbo where you went. Now if that Dogbo had turned up from the first spell, yeah. he beats Navaretti. I just think Navaretti and he, he approved it again on Saturday. Just too big, too long, too strong, too hard headed. Too, mm. too he just. Isaac's big strength is his tempo. He sets a high tempo. He's a small man for this weight division, but he sets a high tempo and he's got heavy hands. Navaretti in the first fight set an even higher tempo and has got even heavier hands. So mm. even in Isaac's strongest elements, Navaretti's better than him. I think he proved that again on Saturday night. It was mm. a big performance and he's a proper player that super bands him. Mm. Uh, if anybody wants to make predictions on super welterweights, please send them in because we ain't got a fucking clue what's going on in this division. Start of the year, we're all sitting here going, come on, my boy Jared against your boy Charlo. Uh, Charlo. Let's get that fight on. Let's unify the division. That's the super fight. Neither of them have got any belts now. <laughs> they might fight each other in a, in a fucking Fuck shootout out. for the title shot to get now. a little eliminator. Mm-hmm. Heard beat Harrison. Here's, here's how this has all worked out, right? 154 pounds. Heard beat Harrison. Harrison's beat Charlo. Charlo's beat, beat J-Rock. And then J-Rock's gone and beat Heard at the weekend. Yeah. Fucking absolute madness. Great performance from J-Rock Williams. I he, thought was he was outstanding. He was unbelievable. Like, I'm, we're massive Jared Heard fans. We were massive Jared Heard fans. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my picture taken gone. with him. <laughs> See you later. He's gone now. Um, I struggled to give him two, three rounds. I, there was three rounds I could argue for. Yeah. Other than that, I thought Julian Williams was just outstanding. Just, yeah. just better. Just better everywhere. Put him down as well. First time Unreal. ever in his uh, in his career. That Unreal. He was just absolutely sensational. Listen, we said it. Do you, you think know. he's struggling with the weight, Heard? Because he's massive, mate. I don't know, because... Because he didn't look like he had anything. No. And this kind of flashes back now to Jason Wellborn. You yeah. were like, Jason Wellborn's done really well. And I was like, well, it's Jason Wellborn. He's probably took his eye off the ball. Mm. But in reality, maybe that was a flash of what was to come. Yeah. Maybe Jason Wellborn's performance, I know he stopped Wellborn, don't get me wrong, after four rounds, but the first three rounds, he was winning the fight. Giving him an idea, yeah. Yeah, he was winning the fight. And it kind of went on from there in this fight. It was the same kind of Jared Heard that turned up. This wasn't the Jared Heard that fucking schooled Lara, that outboxed their Sarandi Lara to become world champion. This was the guy that fought Jason Wellborn. Mm. So it may well be, like one of the Charlos, he's going to have to move up now. You know, he's, he's, I, th- he's, I think he's been... Pretty much a career super welter. Yeah, he is. So and he's massive, mate. He's I know he's, t- he's huge, a big boy. Huge, twenty-eight, he's six foot one, six foot two. He's fucking massive. So he definitely could move up. So I, I think that's what we'll probably see. Mm. Uh, Elt versus Vargas. The first one was absolutely a crackerjack. Uh, the second one, Elt took him to school. He was absolutely a beast, man. Isn't he? Do you fancy him and Lomachenko having a go at it? If Lomachenko We're wants to open about up, it, yeah. well, if Lomachenko wants to open up a Mexican market, there you go, son. There's your fighter. That would be great, that fight. It'd be absolutely unreal, yeah. It, it, this is what, I think this is what Lomachenko's needed as well because, you know, Mikey Garcia's proven you can't just keep going up the weights. Yeah. And, you know, Lomachenko couldn't do what he's done. I think if Lomachenko, the only way he gets beat is by doing something like, making a decision like Mikey Garcia, going to welterweight. Giving away all the advantages. Giving away all the advantages, yeah, yeah. I think the only fight out there I would see, I'd like to see him move up to fight would be against an agent, Manny Pacquiao. I'd, I'd be up for that fight. I think that would be a huge fight. Mm. However, he needs guys to come through a featherweight and super featherweight, legit guys, and Bershelt could be the guy. You know, the, there's Bershelt now, Javonta Davis, yeah. um, and Tevin Farmer all down at this super featherweight that make make real sense now for Loma to come back down uh, once he's cleaned out the lightweight division. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him add that WBC belt. Mm. There's a couple of chess matches there that you just yeah. mentioned. 
But the Birchelt fight, that's proper. For me. Oh, that's a war. That's like... That's a battle. Yeah, yeah. Because Loma, you know what Loma's like. Javonta's like that, though, as well. Because Javonta only really knows one way to fight, so... Yeah, but I think it'll be a, a little bit more cagey. But Birchelt will just go, right, I'm Mexican, let's fucking have this. Let's have it. Let's go. And you know what Loma's like. Yeah. He's like red rag to a bull, mate. He'll, he'll meet you, he'll try and box He'll do everything in that fight. It'll be a great fight. It'll be an unbelievable fight. Mm. Absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Uh, speaking of Loma, it's going to be Luke Campbell. And uh, I've been spoken to Eddie Hearn at the weekend. He's 80% confident that we're going to get that in the UK. Maybe at the O2. Ideally, in Hull at the KCON. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Outdoors, in Hull. The smell of fish and chips in your nostrils. And Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell to unify uh, the division. A little bit of a... I just think the timing's wrong for, for a stadium fight. That's the problem. I think it'll end up at the O2, mate. Yeah, it probably will. I'm just, Listen... The, the whole point of this is for us to paint theatre. You know what oh, I mean? I'm not, giving, I'm not telling you that it's fact. <laughs> I'm just saying this would be wonderful I've if it got happened. Promoted Hull. You what? I've niggas got promoted Hull. Have they? Have they? I don't no. know. No. We're our Hull these days. What league are they in? No, they're knocking about with my lads in championship. Oh, are they? Yeah. Shite. <laughs> um, it would be lovely to do an outdoor stadium in Hull. I'm not confident that it'll happen. Bloody hell, pernickety. Uh, or two is probably uh, the, the right call. Um, and eight to, well, listen, anywhere in the UK, Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell, great mm-hmm. fight to unify the division. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, you've got to be in it to win it. And I think Luke Campbell, um, I'm surprised, you know, after the, even though after the conversation last week, oh, yeah? I was Are talking Are you surprised that the WBC have just gone, yeah, we want him to be our champion, well, that's so he's going to fight the, for a vacant belt? They want Lomachenko to have a WBC belt. You know, he's not had one before. So, And they want they want the pound for pound best boxer on the planet to parade their belt around. Yeah. Which is the... 100 million percent why he's got the fight. Yeah. Because as you pointed out, he's not even ranked by the WBC. And because there's he's a three or four the... absolutely legitimate contenders for the WBC belt. Yeah. Who should be getting it first. However, this is Lomachenko and everybody wants a piece of the Lomachenko party. Yeah. It's an unprecedented move. But at the end of the day, it's a great fight. I'm out for it. Yeah. Uh, no complaints at all. I just think it's a tough, it's, again, I feel sorry for Luke Campbell because look at, look at his era the lightweights in as world champions in his era. And the and the ones that are coming through now. I know, exactly. You, you think, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, five years ago, whatever, he's, he's world champion. But just of this era, of this generation of lightweights, I think he's just going to fall short. And then when the next generation behind him, the guys who we were talking about earlier on the show, when our guys start coming through as well, I think they're just younger mm. and equally as skilled, but better. For those that are getting excited... Uh, with the news that WBC are looking to order, I don't think it's been officially ordered yet, but they're looking to order Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. Don't get your fucking hopes up too much, right? There's absolutely not a cat in hell's chance that that fight is going to happen. Why would Tyson Fury take a fight ordered by the WBC for an eliminator when he can just ring Deontay Wilder and fight for the belt? And fight for the fucking belt. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Also, why does Dillian White have to do that? How many roadblocks do they want to put in the way of Dillian White from getting to Deontay Wilder? The yeah. kid has had three great fights last year against two, well, all right, one definite former world champion, one regular WBA former world champion, and a world title contender in Derek Chisora. He's beaten them all, knocked out two of those guys, and he's taking on Oscar Rivas. This guy's legit, absolutely mustard. If anything, that should be the title eliminator to become the mandatory challenger. So you're telling me he's got to go through Rivas, then he's also got to go through Tyson Fury to get a shot at Deontay Wilder. <sighs> stinks, mate. Absolutely stinks, and I feel sorry for the kid. But at the end of the day, this is boxing. Yeah. He should just throw that WBC international belt in the bin. 
Go on, Stop he, paying the sanctioning <coughs> fees. Has he got WBC International or WBC Silver? Whatever. Silver. Silver. He should just throw it in the bin. You know? Just fucking literally lash it because it means nothing. He's never going to get a shot at the WBC belt because they don't want Deontay Wilder to have any kind of unnecessary threat. He may as well just keep hold of the WBO and keep pursuing that one. Mm. But then again, what are you pursuing the WBO for? To fight the WBO champion? You could have fought the WBO champion at fucking Wembley and made seven million quid. But you didn't want it, so... It's a weird scenario. The heavyweight division just gives me headaches thinking about it. This will give you even more of a headache because Usyk Takam's off. Oh, no, devoled. Usyk's... Uh... The best heavyweight fight this year. He's <laughs> off. He's off now, mate. Uh, but what is on? Spence versus uh, Porter. You yes. up for that? A little bit of a unification there. Cracker. Great yeah, fight. It is a good fight. It's a it's great, a great fight. fight. Uh, also on, Dubois versus Gorman. Brilliant fight as well. Mm. Another cracker. We Respect. Thought, we thought we were going to get Dubois versus Joyce, but we're going to get Dubois, uh, Dubois versus Gorman. I think it's a better matchup at this moment. Yes. Lads are in the s- similar ages, similar positions in their professional career. Yeah. And you'd think that the winner would get a little bit of a crack at Joe Joyce maybe later in the year. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. But Joe Joyce does Both these guys got times on the, ha- on, the, on the side, you know. Joe Joyce needs a world title fight and needs it quick, even though he's, a, he's pretty much a, still a novice pro. He's 33 or whatever he is, so he can't wait around, you know. He's fucking, he's older than Dillian White. You know, he needs to get in there and he needs a big fight and he needs it desperately quickly. Whereas mm. the other two guys, 10, 15 years in the sport still. Mm. Uh, I love the fight, though. I think, I think you know I'm a massive Triple D fan. I think Dubois is the future. I think he will be heavyweight champion of the world in 10 years' time. It's just got to bring him along at the mm. right pace. Um, I, I like Gorman, but I think he's very much <clears throat> a domestic level operator, Gorman, whereas I think Dubois could, you the, know, is the, real, is the deal. real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacquiao Thurman's happening July 20. Super duper. Yeah. Happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy. That's good. That's nice. Uh, and also, I'm just going to do this. Sunday. Sunday. Anthony Yard, I'm telling you now, you boys, we've got to give you a massive apology because we didn't think that you were going to take it. We didn't think you were going to do it. Just listening to the interviews that you were doing and some of the chat that you were spouting, I just thought to myself, there's not a cat in house chance that Anthony Yard's going to Russia to take on Kovlev. At this point in time, we should be playing James Brown, the boss. Mate. Because if Sunday, if they pull that shit off, if Sunday and Anthony Yard... Go to Russia, Rocky fucking style, and take on Kovalev in his fucking home. That would be absolutely remarkable. For me, that would go down in history as one of the biggest wins by a British boxer overseas. Absolutely. I think he'll start as a massive underdog. But you know what? He's got that punch. He's got more than a puncher's chance because. You know, as good as Kovalev is, as solid as an operator as Kovalev is, he has shown flashes recently that he's not the same Kovalev as he once was. And if you just get him at the right time, you, you, he's you sold. never know. He's sold. You You're in, aren't you? Know. You are in. Yards get the kid. The kid's had thirty fights. That's it. He's a. That's amateur and professional. We're talking about Kovalev, mate. Multi-time it's world mad, champion. It? It's mad in Russia. Mad. He's going to have to spark him. He is. Oh, he's absolutely got to knock him out. But, you know, no matter where the fight takes place, whether it's in fucking Timbuktu, Russia, or the O2, he's going to have to spark him anyway. Because there's no way in the world Anthony Yard outboxes Sergei Kovalev. How do you know? There's just no way. How do you know Sunday knows? Mate, those tippy-tappy pads. Sunday knows. They're no good. He's going to tippy-tappy his way all the way to a world Mate, title. I'm telling you now. What's, what's Kovalev, 36? You know, he's, he's no fucking spring chicken. 
been around for a long time. He's been in tough fights. And you're in. He He's knows- in. You're on the train. Kovalev, <laughs> Kovalev knows how to lose. Here he is Anthony now. Anthony Yard doesn't know how to lose. <laughs> oh my god! All aboard! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm in. You're off to Russia. I'm in. Send him to Sochi. He's on Fucking his way. Hell. Unbelievable! I can't believe it. You're in. I'm in. Now, fair play. Anthony Yard, fair fucking play. We yes. believe that the contracts are now signed and there's going to be an announcement this or next week uh, announcing your trip to Russia. Wow. You can go and cover it. We'll get you the accreditation. <laughs> you can get yourself out there and go and do the tippy-tappy pads. Unbelievable. Respect. And you know what? Right now, win, lose or draw, all the respect in the world. Absolutely. To, to Team Anthony Yard. Absolutely. He's nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Absolutely not. So it, it's kind of like Callum Johnson going out to fight Batabiev. Yeah. It's how you, you know, you come out of that fight regardless. You come out of that fight with all of this. Because you know Anthony Yard ain't going to go there and try and pinch it. He's going to go there and try and fucking put it on his chin. Yeah. So whether he gets carried out, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's going out there and he's going to take on the number one uh, light heavyweight on the planet for the world title in Russia. It's just got everything is stacked against him. But just like Rocky Balboa. Oh, he's in. You can't believe it. Rocky's speech at the end of fucking when he beats him as well. What's he saying when it went, me, you, everybody, we started as enemies, now we're friends and all that shit. Oh, man. We can work together. Yeah, oh, my God. Insane. The president, the prime minister, fucking Putin's at the end clapping at the yard and all that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mad. Uh, what do you make of a call teaming up with uh, Shane McGuigan? I think it's a really good move. I think it's a great move. Yeah, I think a Coley needed a different look and... Um, you know, I think he's gonna be, he's gonna surround himself there in a gym full of killers. You know, there's there's quality in that gym, at world title level as mm. well. Um, obviously, Joshua, will no doubt, talk about in a second. And I think it'll be good for for Akoli to be around that and give that a different look. You know, he, he tra- listen, Akoli's achieved so much already in his career. It's phenomenal. You know, he, he should be everyone's favourite at the moment. British and Commonwealth champion inside 10 fights. His backstory's fucking amazing. Mm. Big fat guy working in a takeaway restaurant, sees Anthony Joshua win a gold medal, walks into a boxing gym the next day, turns nice. himself British into a fucking <laughs> British and Commonwealth <laughs> champion. The problem is the TV exposure he's had afforded us to see his very much punch and spoil kind of style. And it's just not attractive for TV. But should we fucking beat up on him because of that? No, definitely not. But... At the end of the day, this is the entertainment business. And yeah. Watching his fights are not entertaining. So regardless of what he's achieved... But everybody else in that gym is entertaining. So yes. Therefore, it could be the nice exactly. partnership if, if with Shane. Shane can just give him a little bit more, just give him a slightly different look, then a Coley suddenly, wow. It, Their first fight together is going to be so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they shouldn't rush into it. No. They should just put it back. He needs to be right. He needs to be the Lawrence Coley Mark II by Shane McGuigan. Yeah. I don't want to see Lawrence Coley now, Owen Shane's in the corner. Yeah. I want to see Mark II. Because that's the when you go, wow, okay, now we've got a star, let's get behind him, he can headline again. Yeah, I'm on that. Um, and that segues us nicely into this weekend. World Boxing Super Series rocks up in Glasgow, baby. Um, this is the night. This is the night. We predicted it last year. We said that the next British world champion will be Josh Taylor. He He's fucks. fucked. He's fucked. What are you talking about? We've draked him. We're not. Listen. We are Drake. You can't Drake Josh Taylor. We are. We nah, fucking Drake listen, Josh Taylor. His fucking cousin whacked him in the face with a, a, a golf club. And, and he didn't, didn't go down. And he didn't go down. <laughs> Shattered his jaw and he didn't go down. Listen, he, he's all right. Don't you worry. He'll be fine this weekend. He's fighting an absolute bull in a china shop in, uh, in Ivan Baranchik. The, the, just the narrative around this fight really has spiced it up. Baranchik in, Baranchik out. Is he going to fight? Is he not going to fight? 
It's on. This weekend, Josh Taylor, Ivan Branchik in Glasgow, World Boxing Super Series for the IBF crown. Come on, baby! This is the one. I love it. Someone's always got to go. 30, and that's, that goes for the, the co-main as well. Oh, mate. But in the Branchik taylor 33 wins, 24 knockouts between them. Neither have tasted defeat. Mm. It's going to be absolutely a war. I think absolutely brilliant. But I think Taylor's more rounded. I think Branchik has a style. He's a bull, man. He's so strong. That's what I mean. He has a style, but I just think that Taylor can match him when it comes to force and strength and being a bit rough and ready around the edges, but he's also got finesse. And I think later on, early doors, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. But later on, I think the class will, the cream will rise to the top and we will get a points decision in favour of Josh Taylor. I, I, I'll be honest here. I think anywhere else in the world, he loses. Do you? I think anywhere else in the world he loses, and I'm not saying that's going to be a home decision. I mean... It'll be razor thin. He's going to need these fans. Josh Taylor's going to need those Scottish fans like never before this weekend. Like Liverpool needed fucking the cop against Barcelona. The fans Why going to Glasgow. That? Why have you brought it back to that? Because <laughs> it was the greatest sporting moment oh, this year. Oh, get out. This Tiger year. Woods came back from the dead, right? <laughs> come walk. Literally, literally from come, the dead. He couldn't fucking walk, mate. <laughs> um, the... And I just think Taylor's going to have to get off the floor. I think he'll get dropped. Mm. I think he'll get off the floor. It'll be one of those incredible moments where Scottish boxing can, where he just solidifies himself as the next, as the new biggest star. Is this? I can't see him just schooling Ivan Branchik no. like he has done previous. Is opponents. this Ricky Atten Costizu type stuff? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think this. No, uh, no, because that was pretty one sided. Ricky was just fucking amazing he that night. Him, yeah. He battered him. It won't be like that. I think Baranchik's going to hate Josh Taylor early on. I think he's going to have to struggle his way through a couple of rounds. But I think once he gets back into his rhythm, I think he'll dishearten Baranchik because Baranchik will go, oh shit. Where the fuck's he got? This guy's he still here? Kill- yeah, this guy's a monster because the Scottish fans won't allow him to quit, won't allow him to give up. And I think Josh Taylor will, I don't think it's will get anyway. it on a split decision. I think Josh oh. Taylor on a split decision <laughs> after that absolute belter fight of the year contender and that will follow <laughs> no yeah fucking hell Rodriguez anyway mate it's just ugh I do, what I really really want in this fight I want Rodriguez to, to, to land on him I want to know what it's all about I want him to know what it's all about I want to see if he is legit listen we know he's got fucking dynamite in his hands anyway and we know that all he has to do is he doesn't even have to hit you he just has to throw it past you and the wind will knock you out he's that yeah. good I just want someone to put it on him. And the size, the length, the reach is all with Manny Rodriguez. He was brilliant against Paul Butler. Put it on him. Test them whiskers. Let's see what Inoue is all about. Give us a proper fight rather than Inoue just doing what he wants, which he's done all the way through his career so far. Yep. What's he had? 15 knockouts and 17 wins, Inoue. He's just frightening. No wonder they call him the monster because he is a monster. And he's moved through these weight divisions. You know, he's an absolute megastar in Japan, which makes it even all the more bonkers that they've got him fighting here because I think he's only fought outside of Japan once before. Uh, obviously, that was in the US for the world title. So, But Scottish fans been will love him. Oh, fucking love him. Of course they will. But then, you know, look at Rodriguez as well. He's got 19 wins, 12 knockouts himself. Yeah. So, but again, anyways, someone's, someone's always got to go here. Yeah, yeah. It's, you get a feeling, can Rodriguez take a new A's power? Can he take it? The answer to that is no. But can he land get it get to him first and upset him? Yeah, and and new way's not been not been to the judges in three years. He's only been the judges twice in his entire fucking career, and I think the other one was five years ago. 
every other fight is just stoppage, stoppage, stoppage. And it's, you know, we'd, we'd fucking hell, we seen what he did last time out. Canel first round against um, Jamie McDonnell mm. and then first round against Payano back the, to back. In the World Boxing Unbelievable. Series, Unbelievable. Yeah. First round knockouts. And it's like, it's like he just touches people and he's got that, he just puts them to sleep. One punch knockout power, mm. which is frightening for someone so small. It's going to be a great night, isn't it? It's going to be absolutely insane. But literally the best night in, of British boxing this year so far by a country man. Oh, it's, those two fights alone are just unbelievable. Uh, in contrast, uh, Stevenage Football Club is hosting uh, Billy Joe Saunders' next efforts at becoming a world champion. Oh, is that Saturday as well? Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm so enamoured by what's happening in Glasgow. Yeah. I really couldn't care less about what's happening at fucking Stevenage Football Club. Uh, he's, Sorry, Billy. He's uh, he's taking on uh, for the WB. It's the full title now. So obviously when yeah. this was originally made, it was supposed to be the full title. Then it went down to interim title because Ramirez said he's not vacating. Now he has moved and he has vacated. It is for the WBO Super Middleweight Championship. Yep. There you go. Billy Joe Saunders. I fully anticipate him to come through. I just hope he switched on and he puts on a bit of performance because you know what he's like. When he fights these guys that he believes is well beneath him, he costs. Yeah. He looks a bit ugly. He still wins the fights, but it's not the sexiest of things. And with all due respect, the undercard's not red hot. No. Apart from Joe Joyce fighting Ustinov, which is uh, a decent test. But Ustinov, as I said on last week's show, isn't the same Ustinov uh, from years gone by. He looked shot to bits last time I saw him. And I reckon Joe Joyce will put him to, put him to kip. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a good it's a good opponent for Joe Joyce because we seen Ustinov, didn't we, against um, Michael Hunter yeah. on that Monte Carlo show, and he's just a fucking big robot. And um, even though Big Joe talks like a big robot, he's way more dynamic. He's got way faster hands. I think he'll obliter off, obliter Ustinov inside the first three rounds. I really do. As for Billy <clears> Joe, you know, if Sufi stands up because he hasn't lost the fight in about four years or whatever it is, so he stands up as a world title contender, but. You're right, Billy Joel, there's, there's no ifs, no buts, no maybes. This has got to be a statement, outstanding performance to win the public over again. Because, and and listen, there was six months ago, I wanted to see Billy Joel get beat. I'm not there anymore. I've moved on now. You know, you forgive and forget. And I'm like, okay, let's get back to just doing what you do best. And that's being an outstanding boxer. Fuck everything else. I know you've got personality problems, but that's, that is what it is. I just want to see you as a sportsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on and succeed. And there's massive fights out there, of course. I, you know, there's Eubank, massive fights. The Eubank Junior fight, it makes perfect sense with, for me for Billy Joe. Well, yeah, of course it does. But for me, and again, I keep referring back to two years ago. He's the guy out of all the guys on the planet right now. He's the guy that I want to see fight Canelo. Yeah, because I think Canelo just has his wicked way with every single person. He's the be- for me. He's the best boxing opponent that Canelo can fight. Do you think that's why Ramirez is... Because, listen, you know, it's not... It, these things don't just happen like that, you know, for... Ramirez getting encouraged to move up to eventually take on a Kovalev. Because he was supposed to be fighting Kovalev, that was what we were saying, but now Kovalev's supposed to be fighting Ansley Yard, yeah, yeah, so yeah. why would Ramirez give up his belt? Um, but he's giving it up in advance here. Is he doing it so Billy Joe Saunders gets the chance to fight for the WBO world title, which makes it now a real fight for Canelo up at super middleweight. Yeah, so another blown up middleweight rather than yeah. a boiled down light heavy and Callum it's Smith. It's a unification fight for Canelo. I just think, you know, sometimes these decisions, you know, they said to Ramirez, listen, you go and do that because we want to get this guy the belt so Canelo can fight him. And then you're guaranteed Canelo's got a 10 fight deal. Fight number six, he's going to fight you, Ramirez, in Mexico City at light heavyweight, because then you'll be a light heavyweight champion. We're going to make that happen. And then Canelo can move up another weight division and fight you in Mexico. All this shit goes on behind closed doors. People just lining up their fucking jigsaw pieces. Yeah. 
I think if Billy Joe wins on Saturday night, don't be surprised if they announce Canelo. Wow. What straight away? Super middle. For maybe when, when does Canelo fight? September, May yeah. and September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if they went Billy Joe unification fight at Super Middleweight in September. Let's do it. And then I am in. Oh, we're going to Vegas. We're doing it. Right. We're hundred percent going. Yeah. Fucking mega. Tapman. Um, also happening in the early hours of Sunday morning, the Bronze Bomber is back in action. It's not the fight that we wanted to see. We wanted to see him rematching Tyson Fury. Uh, but he's fighting Dominic Brazil. Listen, we need a massive statement once again from uh, Deontay Wilder just to remind us uh, or remind the people of the world that he is the WBC heavyweight champion. Only a knockout, a devastating knockout, a highlight reel knockout sends that message, especially with Anthony Joshua fighting in a few weeks' time and then following him, Tyson Fury fighting. He's got to lay down a, a marker, hasn't he, this weekend? Yep. Anthony Joshua took seven rounds to knock out Brazil. Um, Deontay Wilder can't take more than six. He's got to knock him out inside six rounds because that's what he's all about. He needs that rhetoric to go, AJ did it in seven, I did it in four. What does that tell you? I'm the best on the planet. That's it. That that toes the company line. Um, he might even fly up Brazil and try and knock him out in the first round. I wouldn't you know be surprised. Like. I wouldn't you know be surprised. Like. There's, a, there's a bit of needle between them, isn't there, with the brothers and stuff like that, with that uh, hotel altercation a couple of years back. There is some uh, real nastiness between these two. And you know what Deontay's like. He loves chatting it up, doesn't he? Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he just flew out the blocks and tried to spark him early. Yeah, I think he will. And I think he will spark him as well. I think Brazil's chin doesn't hold up. Well, whose chin does hold up to Deontay Wilder? The only way to beat Wilder is to do what Tyson Fury did. Yeah. You can't beat him in a gun show. You can outbox him and you can outfuddle him. But it takes far better boxers than Dominic Brazil to be able to outbox Deontay Wilder. Mm. Just because not only do you need to be a, a better boxer than him, but you need to be able be, to be a better thinker than him as well and be able to look at his body move like, like Tyson did, you know, Deontay is so unorthodox, you can't really predict what he's going to do. But if you're on a different level with a boxing brain, you can read his body and now his body language on what he's going to do then. Yeah. You know, Tyson did it for 11 rounds before he got dropped. Um, but uh, listen, this will be a statement from Deontay Wilder. Incidentally, it's a busy night for Gary Russell Sr., isn't it? Three of his six sons on this bill, Gary Russell Jr., Gary Antonio Russell, and Gary Antoinette Russell. So so Gary Russell Sr., He's called them all fucking Gary. Hey, he's got six sons to his all, current wife. All called Gary. They're all called Gary Russell. <laughs> no shit. He's got six sons. <laughs> They're all called Gary Russell. Gary. <laughs> Gary Russell Jr., of course, the fucking world champion, WBC featherweight champion, fighting Kiko Martinez. That's a belt of a fight. <laughs> Then you've got Gary Antonio Russell <laughs> and Gary Antoine Russell. Mate, the epi- just in case you're wondering why the episode is now called Gary, here you go. Exactly. This is why we're doing it. Yeah. So there's also, there's Antonio and Antoine are both on the undercard here. <laughs> They're undefeated. But there's a fourth brother called Gary Allen Russell G- three, the third. Gary Allen Russell the third. Um, and he's also a pro boxer. He's not on the bill, unfortunately. I don't know why he must be injured. But all four of them actually won Golden Gloves titles yeah. as well. But and then there's two other brothers that obviously the father doesn't talk to that don't box. Four, six sons all called Gary Russell after himself. Name name them after himself. Lad. And four of them have been pro boxers. And, and apparently from a previous relationship, um, he had three sons. Yeah. Um, and two of those were pro boxers as well. Um, one got shot as in a drive by or some shit like that. Another one was like a was super middleweight world champion at one point, come under a different name. Weird, weird fucking dynamic. But six sons all called Gary Russell. How mad is that? Get your money on one of them's going to win. <laughs> Go to the bookies. Say I'm putting a, putting a tenner on Gary Russell. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to win by knockout. Yeah, and then when it comes in, or it doesn't come in, you just pick which one have the better odds in pick order which to get, one, yeah, exactly. in, in order to get your coin in. That's a good treble actually this weekend. G- Gary Russell treble. The Gary Russell treble. <laughs> a treble KO for the Gary Russell brothers. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Got to be done now, honey. Got to do that now. The Gary Russell treble. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, Kiko Martinez for uh, Gary Russell Junior, the world champion. Uh, we were talking actually up oh, Kiko Martinez as a potential opponent down the line for Jordan Gill. It's going to be interesting to see where Kiko's at, really, because yeah. we've seen him putting great performances um, against some of our British fighters. He's only lost against the very best. He's only lost against the best. What your Warringtons, your Framptons, your Quigs. You know, he's only lost in big, big fights in world title fights as well. Leo Santa Cruz, he lost to. Mm. You know, he only ever loses in big fights against big guys, big world champions. It feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, Kiko does. Martinez it surprised me when I looked when I looked this morning. He's only fucking thirty three. I thought he was at least thirty seven. So it'd be interesting to see what he's got left because there's only so many times you can go to the well and it's frustrating for him. You know, he's been a uni- European champion for a long time, but every time he's tried to go up to world level, he falls short. So he'll he'll hundred percent give it his all. But I think Gary Russell Jr. Even though we only get to see him once a year. Once a year we go, fuck me, that's the best featherweight on the planet. Yeah. Then we forget about him because yeah. we don't see him for another 12 months. He fights once a year and has done for the last four or five years. Mm. So frustrating. The noise- if he got busy, yeah. fucking hell. Well, the noise is he's, gonna get, he's getting busy this mm. year. I've heard that before. Yeah, same. Uh, there you go, that's your fights this weekend. World Boxing Super Series is going to take the majority of our attention, I know, because it's on fucking Sky. Have a piece of that. Class. Will be great. Um, obviously, you've got the Billy Joe Saunders... Uh, World title efforts on BT Sport. Get yourself stuck into that as well. And Deontay Wilder will be on... Is it on Sky? I'm sure it's on Sky in the early hours of Sunday morning. It will be a pay-per-view, yeah. No, I don't think it's oh, pay-per-view. No, sorry. It I will think be it's on the, in the hours. early hours. I think they've got it as a, as a Sky fight in the early hours of uh, Sunday morning. So there you go. Everything to get stuck into. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Please subscribe uh, to the podcast. Fight Disciples is what you are looking for. He's waving his hands. Go on. You want to talk merchandise? Go and get it. Okay. No, I can't because the fucking... We still haven't gone live. We're still well, going to get this all sorted. Well, I had a word with the people making it yesterday, didn't yeah. I? And I've been told that it's happening this week. There's a problem with the... Dot uh, com. Yes. And it's an American thing. It's being sorted this week, so the, the shop will be up. So is it launched? Uh, I heard... Let's have a meeting online. Let's have a, a meeting live. Yeah. I heard they were going to launch it as a .co.uk yes. temporarily. Correct. So that's still the, the case. That's what's going to happen, yeah. Did you pick up the swag for me? They didn't bring it. Fucking hell, you're joking. Can we have this conversation off? Because Sorry. nobody really needs to know this bit, bit okay. of our business. Okay. All right. Oh, we are. Lady Tinkle's ringing me here. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He did it. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.